The Blokebusters podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blokebusters podcast. Episode 70 of the Blockbusters Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Paul. And today we will be discussing X-Men Apocalypse. I believe the ninth film, is that correct? Uh, well, let's just Something run through real quick. So you've got the original trilogy, <laughs> then you've got Wolverine Origins, then you've got X-Men First Class, and, and Days, uh, of Future Days of Future Power. Then you've also got... There was, oh, there was Wolverine the, and then the Origins was, Wolverine. Uh, or, or, and then there was the uh, Wolverine one where he's in Japan. Yeah, that was just Wolverine. Uh, and yeah. then, so this, I believe this is ninth. I'm counting eight. So unless that, okay, well, whatever. Well, either way, does, okay. Does anyone actually care? No. <laughs> um, and I'll get this right out of the way. I had a wedding last night. Um, I am very hoarse, as you can probably tell. <laughs> uh, and some of our listeners that think I might be too loud, don't identify yourselves. It's fine. Um, but you might be appreciative of that for this one time only. Yeah. Uh, Paul and I are kind of matching volume at this uh, point in time. I so know it's a little strange. It is odd. Uh, <laughs> There's not going to be as much leveling needed uh-huh. at the end of this one. Um, uh, where could people get a hold of us Paul well they, they can so choose to yeah they can get a hold of us at let's see what was it again oh yes at <laughs> Blokebusters on Twitter <laughs> or, or Blokebusters on Facebook or you can email us blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com or we're on Instagram hooray that's Blokebusters <laughs> and we have a website blokebusters.webs.com it's a nice little area that I'm trying to make sure it's Fully updated, it's got that extra tab now for the film spotlight thing we put out. And, yeah, just come talk to us about Uh, anything whatsoever. We genuinely do just interact. We usually try to keep it movie-related, but even so, (laughs) uh, in the entertainment world. Yeah, Yeah. sure, I know. Yeah. We we are cheaper than a therapist, but we might not be (laughs) as helpful. Uh, Certainly not. Um, Uh, How's the film doing well, let's see. Directed by Brian Singer, oh, yes. mm-hmm. and uh, most people would say probably the best person to direct the X Men films. Oh, yeah. And a budget of one hundred and seventy-eight million dollars, which is very strange. And a box office so far worldwide of two hundred ninety-one million six hundred seven thousand one hundred and fifty-two U.S. dollars. So, mm. not doing yeah. too bad since it's mm-hmm. only been out for eight days. Yeah, uh, I think it's, it sounds like it's doing a little better over the rest of the world than maybe... Yeah, US, I, I believe, I don't have it in front yeah. of me at this point, mm-hmm. but I believe it's only about 32% of that was in America, and the rest is... Yeah, I think it just, it just 65 its opening weekends. Uh, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what did you think of this film, Paul? Well, well first, I need to know oh. what it's about. Like, oh, what, what is it about? Yeah, <laughs> what, what happens in this um, thing? There's some X-Men and there's an apocalypse. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> probably better than what you have written down right there. Uh, with the emergence of the world's first mutant apocalypse, uh, the X-Men must unite to defeat his extinction-level plan. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. I think yeah. I prefer your original one. Yes. Yep. <laughs> there's some X-Men and there's an Apocalypse. Yeah. All right. So, well, let's see. What did I think of it? You know what? I think I'm going to let my wife have the first say. Okay. <laughs> and I was telling you before. Do you echo these thoughts? Or you'll point them out I, when you do. I, I'm just, I'm just going to read what it said. So, yes. Uh-huh. As I told you before, we were leaving the cinema and I turned to her and said, Oh, so what did you think? Because she's normally kind of bored with me mm-hmm. explaining exactly what I think. What followed was about 20 minutes of her talking about her thoughts and every time she would seem like she would reach the end, she'd remember, oh yes, there was this other thing. So I've tried to distill them down mm-hmm. and these are pretty much verbatim. I have cut a few things. There we go. Angel is a turd with wings. And how the hell can you fly with wings made of swords? Um, the next thing that uh, the, the next thing that came up was I hate the one in the onesie. And the I, one in the onesie. And I think she meant Psylocke by that one. Okay. Oh, um, yeah. It didn't really have a plot, and I hated the bad guy. Uh, okay. I think Scott's a douche, a whiny ass bitch who looked <laughs> like he's sta- he's straining to take a poop and then oh. act really tired afterwards. Oh, wow. And the final thing was... Maybe that was what he called. Yeah. And the final thing was, Storm was really annoying too. So. Okay. So, loved it. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. One of our favorite films, <laughs> Yes, I think. absolutely. Um, so, would I, you echo that? Or, uh, I wouldn't necessarily echo that. I definitely had a, a few things that mm-hmm. I didn't think were brilliant. Uh, yeah. But overall... I'd say this is probably in like the middle of uh, the uh, the franchise. I think yeah. uh, uh, I I would say that Day of the Future Past is better. And, I'd say it's far better. Yeah, and maybe this is on a level with First Class. I would say. I for me, it was a lot of hits and a lot of misses as well. Yeah, that, um, that's that's the big problem with this film is that there there are parts where it just kind of trailed. For yeah, we'll get into and, all the issues, I think. But um, <laughs> there were good bits. Don't get me wrong. Oh um, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I'm sure everyone knows what is probably the best bit in the film. Which mm. is borrowing from the best bit from Day of the Future Past as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and um, yes, and uh, just a real quick reminder this is a spoiler cast to everyone. So yes. if you have not seen the film, pause this, go see it, <laughs> and then continue on. Yes. Uh, but yes, we will discuss key plot elements, ending, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so you're alluding to the, the Quicksilver sequence, yes, the Quicksilver again, sequence. Which, is which is pretty longer. much. Long, it, I loved it, but it went on for too long. It <laughs> I was ready for it to be over before it was over. Yeah, and I was I was in this, sitting in the cinema, and then they, you see them driving up in the car, and then yeah, everything just slows to a crawl. Mm-hmm. And so you see the bee going slowly, you see the car just barely moving, and then you hear "Sweet dreams are made of these," and then the camera pans onto him, and then everyone in the cinema went, "Yay!" <laughs> it was like. You needed to see him on screen. It wasn't obvious. You weren't sure what was happening. Yeah, I don't know what you're. Uh, yeah, I don't think anyone cared at that moment in our theater. But um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'd love a uh, like a Quicksilver standalone, but I don't know that he'd ever get one. Um, yeah, I, the issue with that is he pretty much like the Flash, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have the Flash's backstory. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, maybe as a TV show. 
Yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, I don't think they would end up giving him a solo film, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably correct. Um, yeah, but, and yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. They they didn't have enough unique things that he did. I mean, he had many different things that he did during mm-hmm. that sequence and. I, again, I enjoyed seeing it, if only because you got to hear a fair amount of Sweet Dreams of Maisies, and I actually mm-hmm. quite like that song. But, yeah, towards the end, it was... Is this going to be the last one? Nope. Okay. Is this yeah, one? it nope. definitely okay. went on for, I would say, at least like 30 to 45 seconds too yeah. long. I, mean, I uh, sort of understand it because he is emptying the mansion. Yes. So... It, and I did like that they showed the, the world is still... He can only slow things down like there are yeah. still explosions slowly <laughs> developing you know yeah as he's r- flying around the mansion yeah. and there was some point where he was sort of cutting it a bit close as well but yeah yeah um yeah so of course yeah i like that bit but yeah too long um <laughs> apocalypse or en sabanu yes as played by oscar isaac um I so I can already tell I did not enjoy this film as much as you. <laughs> um, I thought he looked absolutely absurd and ridiculous. Uh, yes, <laughs> like I just any time he was on screen, I just I'm not scared of you. you look stupid. Uh, just I don't know the I don't I can't put it in words why I, I, I think, hated the design so much. I think the big problem with Apocalypse, at least this version of Apocalypse is Apocalypse is massive. Like, Mm -hmm. if you actually see any of the other incarnations, generally Apocalypse can change his size, Mm -hmm. kind of like he did in the... spoiler, we see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in the mind, which I think is their way of saying, look, we are here, we've done Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, he is a relatively short guy (laughs) in this. (laughs) He's not exactly a big looming Mm -hmm. figure. Which might be, but I mean, obviously, he's powerful, and he's able to keep the abilities from his previous hosts and all that. But you don't feel like he's the big know. bad I just, guy. Yeah, I just thought the whole character design. I thought the the color palette for him, and just the whole design of his costuming. I just, I don't know. I did not <laughs> like it. Uh, just kind of took me out of the movie every time I saw him. Yeah. Um, I will but, say the color palette, you, you had to blame the original yeah. artist for that yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can change things. Yeah, um, you can. <laughs> well, I, I, we'll come back to shitting on it later, but I think I want to mix <laughs> up uh, some good things in here, too. All right. um, there were some really excellent action sequences in this. Uh, there were. I, I would say, um, of course, like I said, um, Spoilers open. Um, so, <laughs> the Weapon X. And it is not Wolverine. It is Weapon X in this yes. film. Um, well, that's because that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's who he's, you know, referred to as before he ever became. Is that correct? Because yeah. at least that's according to my friend Dustin. So. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Because <laughs> that ta- is, what's his Xbox name? Yeah, he takes there on is. Wolverine later. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, his escape quite a high body count. You don't want to be a henchman in this film, apparently. No, you don't. <laughs> Most films you don't want to be a henchman, but certainly not this one. Yes. Um, a lot of families left uh, orphaned or uh, at least dadless. <laughs> yes, but uh, to borrow from Austin Powers, which uh, this is an incredible tangent, but 
Apparently, the UK and other versions of Austin Powers is longer than the US version because in the UK version and uh, you know, Europe version, mm-hmm. I guess, whatever, whenever a henchman is dispatched, you then are treated to a cut to their families. So, oh. so the first one that gets steamrolled mm-hmm. over, it cuts to his wife receiving a phone call. It, like the kid going here. I, yeah, I saw that in like bonus gonna... features or something, maybe on like one of the yeah, original like, yes. Mommy, is dad going to get home time soon? To go? It's like, <laughs> yes, he'll be there. And then there's a phone like, what? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and then the next one yeah. who gets his head eaten off by a giant mutated sea <laughs> bass. It cuts to Rob Lowe mm. before he was number two or whatever he was in the second, mm. in the second one. And he's there at a bachelor party for a guy who's like saying, yeah, can, can you believe that John Smith is getting married tomorrow? And then he gets a phone call. It's like, what? Decapitated by a giant mutated sea bass? Oh, okay. That's what happens. <laughs> and so he ends up just going like, to Smitty. And they all like, yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for taking us down that road. Um, no, no, yeah, but yeah. I... I to be perfectly honest, I've forgotten what I was actually going to say. <laughs> but it was something to do with the... Uh, the the henchmen. Uh, the henchmen, yeah. yeah. It was but, like, oh, all of these people... Yeah, and... Just no, uh, no and more keep families. In mind, like, these are essentially children that are in this facility that are just nonchalantly walking past dead body after dead body slashed yeah. up and they're like yeah they're pretty cool with it <laughs> I'd be you know I think they'd be freaking the uh, the hell out but, yeah. but uh, I mean I can understand why Jean Grey wouldn't probably because she's used to the worst in humanity mm-hmm. at this point Scott should be losing his mind <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah he seems like he'd be freaking out about that um, now that you bring those the two of those up I did really like the uh, performances by Sophie Turner and um, Ty Sheridan yeah, um, I would say I enjoyed them more than Ma- McAvoy this time around. I mean, Fastbender's still Fastbender, but yeah, <laughs> um, and and he but... as well. He had a fantastic side where you mm-hmm. got to see him just trying to have a family like that. Oh, yeah, brilliant. Uh, you never really see that, at uh, least in uh, the film version. I like that, but once again, I thought those sequences lasted a little too long. Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to get on with the movie. I, uh, I can understand that. And also, I did notice the bit when, and again, spoilers for those of you that really aren't listening. Yep, I think we're good now. Uh, yep. uh, you know, his daughter ends up getting an arrow through her. <laughs> yeah. And bit. then, never stated and never really shown, but heavily implied that his wife has yeah. the other end of the arrow in it. Yeah, that and, was very unclear. And never touched, like, never touched on, on screen. Like, you didn't see yeah. in any real way. And also, he doesn't seem to notice that his wife is no longer moving or saying anything. No, he in that scene, no, he's just cradling his daughter. And then we're just told later that the wife died as well. In that. Yeah. And, like, how? How did she die? Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing... And that, that's one powerful well, bow. And <laughs> one weak wife that just the tip or whatever killed her. Yeah. <laughs> um, just the tip. Just a <laughs> bit. Uh, pardon me. Um, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was very kind of lazy, sloppy storytelling there. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I just thought that, you know, maybe him seeing that his daughter just kills mm-hmm. and, and then he's on the edge of losing it and then seeing that his wife also 
was dead. And then that could be the scene that would actually tip him over and yeah. cause him to go. But no, they didn't bother with that. <laughs> it was just like, Dolder's dead, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it just seemed like, okay, well, we can't have the wife around. Uh, so, yeah, she died too. Okay. <laughs> it was a big arrow. Uh, yeah. It was the Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, giant eight-foot arrow that they that he shot. Yeah. Yes. For that sequence. Uh, if anyone gets that reference. Okay. <laughs> did, did you... What? Did you mean Men in Tights? Or no, did, Prince of Thieves. The, um, that's oh, how the... they... That one trailer moment where it's the following the arrow, that... The arrow was like an enormous uh, film. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking uh, of the plot device arrow <laughs> rather than the. Uh, the mission. Yeah. Okay. Robin gets another shot. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, uh, well, that ties into one of my notes. Actually, speaking of slightly meta uh, moments, what did you think of the fact that they took a dig at themselves and definitely X Men Last Stand? Which, which they're coming works. out of the cinema having watched something I don't know if mm-hmm. they state what it is yeah. and then they're having that discussion I, oh I think they're coming out of the cinema mm-hmm. talking about the Star Wars because yeah. obviously that was oh, uh-huh. yeah. and then they're saying like you know, oh well this one was better because of this and the other one saying no this one's better than this and then you had Jean Grey saying well I think we can all agree that the third one is always the worst <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. okay I see what you're getting at I, I did I it I appreciated what they're going for it didn't work for me right <laughs> um, and then this Thank you for this because that leads beautifully into my major issue with this movie um, <laughs> is that it is so heavily reliant on giving winks and nods to the previous films. Right. <laughs> uh, that is so much of the dialogue and so many of the jokes. And and if you're not caught up on these films, you're going to be confused. Yeah. Uh, easily. <laughs> um, I mean, I suppose you could say the same criticism a little bit for uh, Civil War, but. But not to this extent, I don't think. No. Um, I mean, so many of the little developments in here were just, oh, okay, so that's when that, oh, I see. Yeah. And it, 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 there's no weight to it because you already know how the story ends then. From from the, you know from there oh let's see Storm's hair turn white let's see Professor lose his hair yeah. let's um, you know, just over and over and over. Um, you know, Jean, Jean Grey and Scott, there's a little connection there, I think, in the chopper or something where she touches his hand yeah. or something. Oh, maybe something's going to go happen between them someday. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like, she calms Wolverine, or, I'm sorry, what uh, next, uh, down. And it's just, like I said, so heavily reliant just on knowing those things and just kind of winking to themselves. Yeah. I don't know. That's, it bugged me every time it happened. And it happened a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, that that's always going to be the issue when you when have something that goes back. In it's the a time. sequel, but it's a ba- Yeah, it's in the past. Yeah, yeah. So it, the film exists mm-hmm. specifically to do two things. Number one, establish that the canon is changing, mm-hmm. and number two, give you the backstory that we haven't had yet. So, unfortunately, mm-hmm. what that means is we're going to be seeing things that we know must happen. So you're kind of just like, are we there yet? Uh, yeah. Okay, now he's got those glasses. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh, mm. well, what about the... Okay, there we go. Now they've covered that one. So you're just waiting yeah. for all the moments to hit. And maybe if they'd done this after... You know what? I think if they'd done this 
immediately after X Men Two. Okay. So if X-Men they if they done the first two, and then they were like, okay, now we've gone mm. back in time to show you. I mean, obviously, they didn't have the idea of what they were doing. Back then. Yeah, yeah. But if they managed to do this best, one, then yeah. you wouldn't have had so many moments that were clear nods and winks. And then when you went back mm. forward in time, you would then get the moments that those are nods and winks too. So yeah, you would have a nice mix. Whereas this is. Almost entirely all, as you say, nods to previous films rather than setting up future ones. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, and I understand it is a, a difficult spot for the screenwriter to be in, but it <laughs> felt, it just felt like a, I've used this word already. It felt lazy to me. Like that, I think another way could have been found to make these characters interesting and yeah, <laughs> let us know. Like if you're going to assume we've seen the films then just assume we've seen the films like we don't need to see every single moment that turns that character into what they become you know or, yeah like, we get it um but yeah it was it was a bit over the top for me and i would also like to ask you a question so i'm gonna list all of the main mutants that yeah. are listed uh, i'm pulling these off of wikipedia so these are all of the like the main people that have real story time they got Professor X, Magneto, Mystique, Apocalypse, Beast, Cyclops, Jean Grey, when she's developing her mm-hmm. power, Storm, Psylocke, Havoc, Quicksilver, Nightcrawler, Angel, and Jubilee. Number one, Jubilee never really does anything in this and, film, but... See, already the issue is I don't remember <laughs> half of those people. Yeah. That, like, <laughs> well, that, that, that's a bit of an overestimate, but yeah, there are a few in there. I'm like, oh, who are they again? Yeah, That, I think, mm. is the problem with this film, is that you have all of these, mm-hmm. and we know what they can do, but only about three quarters of them really use their powers for anything in this film. Mm-hmm. And then you've just got Oh look, they're here. There they are, and then that's about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So this is partially connected to. I think you're you're leading beautifully into my points here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but that was my other major contention was that it ju- tried to juggle way too many storylines um, <laughs> and just so many characters. And yes, you'll say, "What? What about the Marvel films?" You know, the uh, the Captain America stuff. Yes, a ton of characters, but the, the plot isn't dependent on developing every single little well, storyline there. Well, no. it, it, it's The film is about Captain America and Tony Stark, essentially. Well, and, and it stems from there. Well, that was because... So you got Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, to go into that now. And yeah. You know, if, maybe we'll talk about that if 10 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but so you got Civil War where the plot is just about Captain America and Iron Man mm-hmm. working through this thing and then also bringing in Spider-Man and where do these people stand on this accord. Yeah. Those are the four key points in this. Mm-hmm. And all of the backstory has already been handled. Whereas yeah. this film is entirely backstory, and they want you to get as much of it for as many people as mm-hmm. possible. Which, you know, in a two-hour film with this many people, is not possible. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, they just needed to focus on a few main characters and yeah. <laughs> and work from there. Um, but that being said, like they they did spend time with the all the protagonists, but there are so many of the antagonists that we know nothing about. 
Uh, yeah. Really, Psylocke. Um, yeah, you know, it's not all about Psylocke, other yeah. than she just wanted power. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, uh, Jamie liked the onesie. <laughs> Shocker. So, there. <laughs> so predictable. Yes. Um, but hey, you know, um, that's all I knew about her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she could rock that outfit. But other than that, yeah, we know shit all about uh, anyone else other than Apocalypse, really. Um, yeah. Through that really struggling opening opening scene, I thought that the movie just kicked off really yeah. confusing and slow. And uh, a little, I mean, obviously. I mean, you, you obviously like any uh, intelligent moviegoer knows that okay, you'll be filled in later. Um, <laughs> but for that time, it, it's that scene dr- drug on. It it did a little, and I would also question when this pyramid was built. Yes. Was it built specifically by people that knew they might want to collapse it at some point? <laughs> well, it was built by aliens, Paul. First well, of all. yeah. <laughs> oh, <really>? Aliens. <laughs> yes. aliens. Post-meme of crazy haircut. Okay. Yes. <laughs> just, uh. just that slightly stoned. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, but those tunnels specifically were big enough for giant blocks of marble mm-hmm. that were on direct lines to the main structural points for the pyramid which would cause it to collapse and the only reason why someone would design it that way was to do that which is why it's very odd that Apocalypse would stage something inside it I don't know (laughs) yeah it's a a little problematic there (laughs) the point where you are the weakest of all put yourself in a building that is capable of being collapsed at any time yeah. Well, okay, I mean, I guess it, it's there to, you know, okay, you know, shit hits the fan, let's, you know, destroy everything. But it's rather well planned out. Yeah, Very well planned To say the least. Out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also the smoothest stone you'll ever see. Um, <laughs> outside of the border in Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. No, no stopping there. There is no friction in this world. No. No, not at all. Um, yeah, so some issues there. Um, <laughs> was there anything else that you that really bugged you with this, or um, would you like to um, get to some of the uh, bright well uh, moments? I've been trying to think. the The main problem I found with this is that it gave so much screen time to the little kids, and obviously, what it's trying to do is set up these are the people we're going to be following because as we now know there's going to be no more Jennifer Lawrence there's going to be no more Michael mm-hmm. Fassbender Bender. Uh, <laughs> no no Fassbender either probably uh-huh. no more Jane McAvoy as well I think mm-hmm. and I, there's going to be no Wolverine or at the very least there's going to be no Hugh Jackman Wolverine yeah. in future versions of this I know he's going to be in the next Wolverine film and maybe Deadpool and that should be it mm-hmm. but I didn't feel like the cat like this treading slightly on the idea of they were trying to give him backstory. I didn't feel like the characters were that well rounded or well written. They were just yeah average, um, and I think that's pretty uh, can summarize the whole film. Um, but I mean, pretty average characters. No, nothing against people nah. playing them. <laughs> no, because they played them well, but there wasn't mm-hmm. much to play. Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, you're correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that like it's <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately for the film career. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, couldn't agree more. Like like I mentioned previously, some really good performances in this by Sophie Turner. You know, Michael Fassbender is great. You yeah. know, reading a Chinese menu. So, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, he's great. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, um, I will say J Law, uh, as some people call her. Um, I think was kind of eh. Uh, she, didn't, she didn't have, she much didn't to have do a lot either. to do. Yeah, um, just you know, motivate the youngsters there at yeah. the one point. But well, t- and touching on that just a smidgen, uh, someone did get a hold of me and say you should probably mention this. And uh, I was thinking I wasn't going to, but I kind of want to just because I want to put my point of view across. So there was this supposedly sexist or just demeaning or mm. something poster that went up. Showing Apocalypse holding Mystique by the neck. Okay. And people have been criticizing this poster. Saying that, you know, oh, it's demeaning to women. It's it's just empowering the people that will go around. Mm. I I haven't looked too much into the actual criticism for it. But so many people are outraged by it. And I don't know why. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know. I mean, I... Because that... These are the things that hurt worth worthwhile causes, which, of course, sexism and uh, advancement of women. Right, it's not to get too political here on the podcast, but is a strong, uh, sure strong belief of mine. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, some people will use any excuse to further their agenda, and that's not always the best for that agenda. <laughs> I, guess. Um, I I didn't hear about this at all. So yeah, it, it's um, just something. I think it's it was, a moment in the film. If, one billboard it, somewhere yeah. that, mm. and they put it up, and they were like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, X Men Apocalypse." This, mm-hmm. this is when it's coming out, and yeah. everyone was like, "Well, that's just horrible." Like, you, I mean, you haven't maybe seen the they film? shouldn't. Like, it's not the best way to advertise the film. The best <laughs> I could agree on that. You know, um, there are many other little screen caps you could grab through this film that would be just as captivating, or whatever you want to call it, or intimidating, um, without yeah. having to. <laughs> use that but yeah I don't understand the outrage there um, <laughs> it, these are characters this isn't <laughs> a real man doing this to a real woman <laughs> yeah I know um, I, so yes then I'll be outraged but uh, yeah <laughs> I don't uh, I, yeah first I'm hearing of it so yeah well, I'm trying I'm sort of struggling very quickly now to try oh, and no. find the I did not stall long enough the picture for that that's fine uh-huh. uh, um, well, I will say, um, while we're talking about major issues, and once again, I, I'm anticipating uh, the counterpoint, but damn, this movie was long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, go. yeah, there it that is. That was it. Uh-huh. Like, not, mm-hmm. Having seen the film, do you have any problem with that poster? No, I mean, like that, I, that I'll still say guy. I don't think it's the best image to use, well, no, but I don't think it's It's the bad worthy. guy having the good guy on the mm-hmm. ropes. Yeah. Like it, and just because it happens to be Mystique mm-hmm. rather than Cyclops, say, yeah. people are up in arms about it. Oh, uh, well, I think we should <laughs> leave it before we get ourselves into no, yeah, trouble. I, um, I know. I, I, again, I echo your sentiment that those causes that are getting riled up, like good causes, maybe this specific incident isn't the right place for it. <laughs> yes. Yes, okay. so carry on. So moving on, yes. Um, God damn it, this movie was bloody long. <laughs> uh, and part of that... 
sure had to do with the fact that like it didn't start till like after nine thirty p.m. for me, like, <laughs> and it was a school night essentially. You know, I had to work in the morning, right. <laughs> um, and you know, I didn't get out of there till like twelve thirty or no, it was like midnight maybe. Uh, yeah, something. You no, know, yeah, it was after midnight when we got out of the theater. Oh, really? Uh, right, yeah, I'm assuming you stayed and for the after credits sequence. I did not. No, did not. Okay. Uh, we stayed till what I, we thought we thought would be like a mid credit sequence. And right. Like, okay, I, I can find it on YouTube or whatever. Or no. Paul will tell me. <laughs> well, did you require me to tell? Uh, you? Yeah, just a, um, yeah, it's like a but. So yeah, like I was saying, uh, um, I think Captain America: Civil War was longer than this. I think a lot of those Avengers movies have gone, but. Damn it! This one just felt long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two twenty-four, and yeah, the, like they they would build up momentum, and then that was the other thing. I'm glad I remember this. Like the scenes were disjointed. Like they they would build up, they'd earn this momentum, and then they'd it just they'd ebb off, pause. Uh, and then pause, and then you'd have these five six minute scenes that were just excruciatingly slow. And then we get back into it again. And I'm, then I'm it assuming just, when you're was, saying the scenes that were excruciating and slow, I imagine most of those had apocalypse in them. Had apocalypse in them, or sadly, uh, Fastbender. Um, mm-hmm. I just I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed watching his performance, but a lot of like I've already touched on that that backstory. I thought drug on forever. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. But yeah I, uh, I they could have shaved. Twenty to thirty minutes off of this film, I think, and it would probably. Fine. Um, there's no, I don't know why it has to be like it's kind of this unwritten rule now that uh, superhero movies need to be two hours plus or something. You know, uh, I I think the main problem is that they want to have you know several action beats in the film and definitely several good story beats in the film and. They feel like for every action beat, you have to have something that builds up to it rather than just giving you the action yeah. outright. And that just all adds up. But yes, I do agree that I think, and this is going to sound weird, just around <laughs> out of nowhere, but I think that the original Spider-Man trilogy kind of had it down pat, like the amount of time you have with the characters. I don't think any of them came to two hours. They were like just under... Maybe and, that's the only thing Spider-Man 3 got right. Because <laughs> it did not get anything else right. Yeah, um, I bet you if I look it up, that was the one that also pushed over into two hours. Uh, but, probably. But yeah, it, uh, it's this problem now where studios need to give you so much because all the other studios are giving you that much. And it just needs to be written well. And sometimes it isn't. And unfortunately, I think that some of the writing kind of fell down on this one. Uh, yes, and uh, Spider-Man 3, 2 hours 19. There we go. <laughs> Boy, was that a long 2 hours 19. Uh, okay, uh, but yes, we're not here to <laughs> crap on that one uh, at this time. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe if that ends up on Netflix soon, we can uh, yeah. cover that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of running out of my... <laughs> comments here on I, this film. Um, I know, I, I'm running We're coming in tight on this one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. Now, well, one thing that we didn't do this time, uh-huh. we did for Civil War, was we didn't record what we thought oh, yes, before yes, we saw yes, the film. Uh-huh. So, before we get into the ratings, mm-hmm. I think it'd be nice to say what kind of. our mindset was before we went in. So, so oh, this is very meta for the film here, going into the, <laughs> the past yeah. For the present here, exactly. What would, <laughs> yes. What would what would pass Brian? <laughs> right, yeah. uh, I don't know. I was eagerly anticipating this one um, 
because I've enjoyed the last two so much. Yeah. Uh, first class, I would... I mean, when I get into ratings, I'll go into my rankings a little bit, but uh, First Class and Days of Future Past are were just splendid. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I was looking for more of the same. Um, I was ready to see the, the new bunch. Uh, I love Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones, you know, so I was excited to see her in a new, powerful, feminine character. Yeah, for, for um, those people that aren't familiar, she is Sansa Stark yes, in Game of Thrones, of and I believe she's a fan oh, favorite at this point, so... Oh, yeah, she's getting, <laughs> yeah, she's turning the pussy little girls turning pretty badass right now, so... <laughs> and, and that actually answers my next question, which is, I'm assuming she's one of the ones that hasn't been nude in the film, in the show yet. Uh, uh, is... Yeah, sorry, Game of Thrones spoilers uh, you were not aware of, um, but yes, um, sorry, yeah, people get really upset about those <laughs> I find out yes. <laughs> if you uh, start talking and they're not up to date but hey sorry no, it's not my fault you're not up to date <laughs> as far as I'm aware we haven't said anything that well I mean aside it's, from the fact that we're you're just saying talking about her, yeah, yeah, yeah. then there's kind of you know well, you can stem from there but, yeah, yeah. yeah okay oh well I'm just trying to be overly uh, conscious of that <laughs> no, that's uh, okay. but yeah so where the hell was I going um, uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah you, yes, you like, were kind of yeah, I was a fan of like the new bunch. Uh, Ty Sheridan, who we talked about briefly before we started recording, the kid from Mud is grown up now. Apparently, um, even yeah. though he's still, <laughs> I guess, a little younger. Younger, but I thought I think he's great. He's a terrific actor. Um, so, so yeah. all, all so the like names the attached ones. to it. Yeah, yeah. You, you were excited. So I was to... excited to see this new group uh, and kind of pass this on and. Uh, as you can probably tell by the tone, it all fell a little flat for me. Um, like I said, right. there were good bits, but right. it just well, did not. There were pieces to the puzzle that did not come together, which is an obvious analogy. Yes, to look at. <laughs> right now, that's never for, getting done uh, unless Paul helps me no, continually. It, <laughs> I, I think. Okay, let's promise the listeners right now, we will finish this puzzle that they have no idea what it is, okay. and we will put it out once it is done. And I would put it at about 20% complete, maybe, and that's uh, generous. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, right. and it's been sitting here for months. <laughs> but yes. All right. So yes, that was an easy... Uh, so, I don't know, over to you. What were you right. kind of anticipating or looking forward to, and then did right. it, so, it live up to that? So yeah, I saw like two different trailers for this film. Mm-hmm. And it was actually something that I was enjoying because they didn't seem to be giving away much in the film. It's something trailers don't do a lot of now, yeah, so no I, was, I was happy to see that. And so I was going in thinking, okay, Apocalypse, you got to see him in the manor. And so I was like, oh, so he's going to be, okay, so he is going to be one of these villains that... You know, can be larger than life and can also mm. be the small. And so that was interesting to me. I was looking forward to seeing how they were going to do that. Like maybe there would be a scene where the military would come after him and he would just do almost Hulk like, just one big swipe with his arm and yeah. knock some of the things off. And then also he had the horsemen, and you, I don't think you saw all of them, at least in the trailer I saw, mm. but you did see Xavier using Cerebro and getting the black eyes and so you, you saw maybe he'll end up being with them you don't know yeah 
<laughs> there's a lot of promise, I think, when I was going into it. I didn't know much about who was going to be in it, but I was looking forward to seeing how they were going to be portraying these kids, especially since I knew that this was a different universe mm. than we knew because of the, the timeline been reset. Yeah. And, yeah, I think much like yourself, I I came out of this thinking, well, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was alright. But <laughs> yeah. but nowhere near what I I'd known from the previous film. Mm. It it just couldn't Yeah. Couldn't the, hold muster with with that. I, yeah, I don't know. And, and I'm not sure if it's a fair critique or not, but it's either way there it is. Because uh, <laughs> it's an entirely different film than uh Days of Future Past, which I mean I love that movie, but uh, <laughs> and it, yeah. I'd say that that it's actually kind of nice to hear because obviously there's different timelines show mm-hmm. in that, and you don't like time travel films. No, no, I mean it can get a bit confusing, but you stick with it and it's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that that aspect of it, but yes, it, it, there are exceptions to that rule. <laughs> yes. Quite a few actually, which I'm yeah, but <laughs> I just don't, you know. All right, sorry, <laughs> you got me to it, but yes, I just don't like it as the main plot element like yeah. the or the the deus ex machina of oh we fixed it time travel or the <laughs> there are no consequences because we can fix everything uh yeah yeah all that yeah so yeah. moving on well, well, <laughs> shall right. we get to ratings well, uh, there's just a couple of other little things i just wanted show, to show of course about. yes like cody smith mcphee yeah which is a, a brilliant last name mm. uh, as kurt wagner or nightcrawler yeah. he was really good he, like, was, he was, yeah. He was I mean, he's no Alan Cumming, uh, but no, but, but he, that's he a was. Tough, <laughs> like, I, tough I can fill. I could buy him as a younger version of that mm-hmm. Nightcrawler because you know, obviously he's he's very wide-eyed and mm-hmm. bushy-tailed, but obviously the Nightcrawler that we saw in X Two was very beaten down by the world, whereas mm-hmm. this guy is like slightly more hopeful. Yeah, but yeah, and, and this. This kid is Australian, and he kind of like Hugh Jackman, actually. He's just very good at putting on that accent. Like I, I almost thought he was a German guy that they got to do the role. He was very good with the German accent there. Yeah, and I told Paul, but if you want to see more of him in Fastbender, check out Slow West. And the title is pretty accurate. It is a slow-moving Western film, but <laughs> the performances in it are just top notch um, yeah so check that one out if you haven't but, yeah, d- no, yeah he's great to, in it too definitely um, need to look at that one mm-hmm. and then also uh, a really good cameo by Stan Lee and his wife the, like, they've been hitting the cameos out of the park lately on the uh, on the Marvel films yeah um, and I mean, uh, for those who don't know somehow that are still listening to this <laughs> there's a point where all of the world's nuclear missiles are being launched into space and of course when they're being launched, no one actually knows what's going on. And then later you see them and you see people reacting and then it's just Stanley and his real life wife mm-hmm. standing on the porch holding Mama. each other, watching the missiles go up. And Yeah, it was it was actually a, a <laughs> It wasn't the really best nice, one, but yeah, it was uh it was really good. Nice. They, they, they've had very creative ways to get him in there. Yeah. Um, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again. There's, 
I'm not looking forward to the day where you realize by the end of the film that there hasn't been a cameo and there isn't going to be. Yeah, let's not talk about that yet. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. I, mean, I, I like to think that it's, yeah, it'll be hologram Stanley. Yeah, it'll, it'll, <laughs> it'll be, be hol- digital. It'll either yeah. be that, or he's going to record so many like, different things. He's just going to put him in a recording booth for like a week and just yeah, just, say just give him crazy absurd things. Give him the entire costume department from Fox and just let him run wild <laughs> in front of a green screen. Oh, what I wouldn't pay to have that on a bonus feature or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, right. are we ready for ratings yeah, now? Yeah, I think we have uh, beaten around the bush long yes, enough here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do think that uh, like not before we actually say our ratings. Mm-hmm. I do think that the trouble we're having really discussing this film might show what we think of it. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> so yeah, right, it's a tough one to kind of wrap your head around. Why um, don't you go first? Sure, so. I'll, I'll lead off. Um, as you can probably tell, there. Like I said, there, you know, I started off saying lots of hits, but I, I'll amend that, but more misses. Yeah. Hits. And I know you said you, where you would kind of put it, but for me, um, I would say it's on par with like the first X-Men film. Um, okay. I, w- I would rank uh, Days of Future Past and First Class, and I'm really not including the Wolverine or, you know, like the the main X-Men films. Oh, okay. I uh, was. Know, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, well, yeah, because Wolverine is really great. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, Origins is okay. Uh, mm. But, yeah, <laughs> getting off the uh, tangent anyway. But, uh, yeah, so I'd, I'd put it, you know, better than two and three, which may not be saying all too much. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'd put it just above those two and kind of equal to one. Um, like I said, it, it was just, I don't know, it was... I can't even find the words to describe it. Uh, I guess it, it was just a victim of... I don't know. Um, like I said, if it could have been avoided here, if this movie could have been better, I don't know. Because of all of the setting up elements to it. Right. Um, but that was so much of the film, like I already said. And and uh, it, it just was too much. The length and all that. It, there wasn't enough good bits to keep me going through it and I was ready for the movie to be over before it was over which is always sad um, <laughs> you know like you, you want to you know when they get the credits you want to be ah oh, damn like oh it's over you know like, that's obviously what you want you know, like, you, know you want more yeah. I wanted less <laughs> wanted far far less um, alright but great performances by the youngsters in this um, I, you know and this is another thing here I, I think I might be done with X-Men films. Like, I will continue to see them. Okay. Because they come out. <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to have the enthusiasm or drive or, you know, interest in them that I that I do in the Marvel, the other, you know, MCU, the, the you know, the, the Avengers characters. Yeah. Uh, I just... You know, it's kind of... I've seen enough. Um, and I know what Brian Singer can do. And <laughs> you are correct. Like, he's the, probably the best person to direct these. But I get it. I get it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, with all of that, I'm I'm coming in at about a minus five on this. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, a little <laughs> harsh, but... Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I can get it. I see that. Yeah. And... 
For those of you that don't know, this is your first episode. Yep. Welcome. Our uh, uh, rating system is you start out at zero. The idea would be like zero fault, perfect film. There's yeah. nothing we can find wrong with it. And then we take away points at our own discretion for any niggles we have, starting out minus 0.1, 0.2. And then larger chunks. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, once you get past 0.5, <laughs> you're just you're taking you're out half. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, minus so. five out of a minus ten, yeah. yeah. It's average. Okay. It's all right. They're good bits. Yeah, I, I can see that. Parts that annoy the hell out of me. <laughs> and Fair for you? Alright, uh, well, as I just before I do mine, I did receive one review from a friend of mine who is a a big comic fan, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll just read it out and see if it answers anything that you have there. So he says, I'm a huge comic fan and have felt awfully spoiled for all the great comic movies we've had been given in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. The new X-Men franchise is no exemption. The prior two films are rather well done and tackle issues that genuinely cause you to care for the characters and the story. Yep. With X-Men Apocalypse, I feel the disappointment, I guess, rather mm. with what was given. They play with so many good story elements and really tried to build off the prior film, but ultimately tried to fit in one too many elements. I they tried to carry the ongoing story of the old guard, reveal a new villain, and set up the new cast. This is in no way as bad as Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. In fact, there is a lot to <laughs> no, praise. No, yeah, it's much better than that. Yeah, he he gives credit to the creative team for trying to do a lot of the histories, even if they mm-hmm. didn't do it. He feels the movie is a true example of a film made by comic fans and not for the general audience. He came away overly positive because he already knows and understands the histories. Mm-hmm. So I think he just he liked to see that they were trying. This is not a franchise killer. It's not a great one, mm. but rather just meh. So I yeah. think he kind of echoes it. He ends up giving it a minus four himself. Oh, using our yeah. <laughs> system. And he actually did explain the end credits sequence, uh, which, again, I don't know. Did you end up finding out what it was? No, yes. Okay, uh, so not. basically you see you see the mop-up that's happening at the the... Weapon X facility. Oh, so okay. all of these people are mopping the floors, sucking up all the bullets, getting rid of all the bodies. Like people mm. in suits to do all that, and then this one guy in a suit comes in, opens up this thing which is in the room Weapon X was in, takes out a little blood vial, puts mm. it next to a bunch of other little vials, and closes the the briefcase, and it's got Essex Corporation on it. Oh. And so he says, Essex is for Nathaniel Essex. So the next villain is Mister Sinister. He's a freaky guy who likes collecting mutant genes. And then he also said at the end, also, what the fuck, Wolverine? <laughs> that felt so forced in and for me, generally not welcomed. So, really? Yeah. I, that was one of my favorite bits. Yeah, I I understand both sides. I mean, maybe he just wasn't too fond of the the get up he had on. I don't know. Yeah, the yeah. little headgear. Yeah. Uh, it, mm. Which I kind of enjoyed that it was very different because this is a different Weapon X than we saw before because it kind of was pushed forward due to events that have now occurred. So I I kind of like that. Uh, But yes, my rating. Well, I... (laughs) Exactly. A lot of pauses. I know. (laughs) I kind of echo your sentiments in that it it is kind of an average film. I, Mm. I think it... I think it was better than X-Men 3, or The yes. Last Stand. <laughs> I will still state that I didn't 
mind watching that film. It just, I think the ending of that film is just it's the atrocious. Uh, is, oh uh, is the problem. That third act in that film, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Vinnie Jones. Nice to see you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice to see you, but not nice to see yeah. you. Uh, so yeah, I think it's definitely better than that, and I think it's better than Wolverine Origins. Um, yes. and I would say this is maybe <laughs> I don't know I, I, would, I, I wasn't a big fan of Origins to be honest yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah I, I'd put it maybe yeah, with yeah. but I'm sorry this is your yeah, that's fine uh, and yeah definitely uh, not as good as the previous uh, X-Men in this alternate timeline as it were mm-hmm. I my my problem with this is I feel so sort of indifferent towards it because I felt as if I watched it because it's going to be a bridge to the next one rather yeah. than anything else. Kind of like how I originally was thinking of the Captain America film after seeing the very first one. And yet, obviously now, Captain America is really solid in its own right. But I I think this kind of fell flat a lot of times. Like We've mentioned a couple of the nice things. Like they had the Quicksilver scene, which may have gone on a bit too long. Mm-hmm. And we have some really good performances in roles that weren't necessarily written the best. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought I, the big fight looked good. Yeah. Like at the end, like it looked amazing. Like yeah, they, they had some the great, yeah. great set pieces and stuff like that. It's just, it, it's there's good things about it, but there's always a bad thing or a not as good thing mm-hmm. to kind of knock it down. So I think I'm going to have to echo you, actually, and go with a minus five on this. It's just very middle of the road. Mm -hmm. And especially given what we've had in previous years, it's just Mm -hmm. not not up to par, I think. Um, Which is a shame, because I do like X-Men. I do wish that Fox could just give X-Men back to Marvel, and we could just (laughs) have this huge world, which is what it is. Uh, you follow the comics, but yeah, I mean, it just uh, an unfortunate misstep, and I really hope that the next one does well, especially since it's losing most of the key players that people have gone to see it. Yeah, for. exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they did enough work here to earn, you know, that new generation uh, here, you know, of yeah. <laughs> film fans or, or of the characters playing those but, new role, you know, the new role, not new roles, but new characters playing yeah. those roles. But assuming we're still going when the next one comes out, I think that one might have to be the decider. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, um, forgive me, I don't remember who had those lovely sentiments, but I uh, agreed with most of that. I was like, yeah. uh, that, that was uh, my friend Pat who says okay. maybe we should refer to him as just comic book nerd. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was saying not a franchise killer, and I very nearly could be for me. Like I said, you know, I'm like, ugh, it just depends how, what the next one looks like. Um, yeah. You know, look at the trailers, and even though I hate myself for looking at the trailers, but <laughs> from too much. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, yep, disappointed, but. Uh, <laughs> Still better than BVS. I like it. <laughs> yes. 
So anything to add here before we uh, we sign off? No, I, I yeah. think I'm done, unfortunately. Yeah. Get a hold of us on Twitter at Blockbusters. Uh, yeah. Let us know how wrong we got it. <laughs> or how right. Well, yeah, right. in, in for penny, in for pound, actually. I watched Victor Frankenstein last night, and that was good. That was better than this film, actually. Well, all right, there I, you I, go. See that's Victor my recommendation. Don't see X-Men Apocalypse. Yes. <laughs> I mean, but still see it, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Temper your uh, expectations. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's been all for me. Right. I've been Brian. And I've been Paul. We'll see you. Right. <laughs>